A podcast network. And we're off. Hello. And welcome to Two Filthy Nerds. Because we're filthy. And we're nerds. And there's two of us. Four of us if you count my boobs. Um, uh, which you can't see unless you're on the Patreon. I mean, that is, that's a lot more than four in that case. Okay, you, don't fat shame how me. How big have your boobs gotten in quarantine? They haven't gotten that big. It's, I did a I did the, uh, the old dust it with bronzer. Oh, did bit. you contour your titties? I contoured my titties. It's a shame we can't contour my personality. God, oh, here I we go. certainly wish we could. Where is the Juvederm for your anxiety? I just. Juvederm. Isn't that Juvederm. a... Is that a fake commercial we should do? Yeah. It's a, instead of injecting your face... You're injecting to look younger, Jewish into your face? Yeah. You're injecting your less worry. You're, you're inje- injecting inje- You're injecting... Yeah, inj- you're just injecting crow's feet. You're just injecting money Anxiety. into your bank account. Because <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you have money, you know? Okay. Uh, uh, if we got canceled, that means we mattered enough to get canceled. So we'll probably never get canceled. canceled. <laughs> We're doing fine. Guys, our here. ultimate goal is to matter enough to get canceled. Yeah, it's that's great. all we're working toward. Uh, let's. We got a quick bitch for today. Yeah, we're gonna do a quick bitch. We're running our filthy mouths. What are we running them about today? About, uh, I recently said that I am childless and someone corrected me. They're like, no, 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 no. You are child free. And I was like, who fucking cares? I don't. Do you, why does it matter? It's like, there's this, all this shame about that women who have kids seem to think it's the greatest thing ever. And when you don't have kids, they kind of impose that on you. Yeah. That like, there's still this old school idea that not having kids must be so sad. So sad. It's, it's a sad thing that, that she like, didn't have kids. What oh, an unfulfilled life. Oh my she's God. Gonna have. Oh, you didn't, you didn't experience the full breadth of being a woman. The if, joy without of having motherhood. a kid. Oh, the joy. Childbirth. It is such an experience. You haven't truly loved until a crying pooping machine has ripped its way through your vaginal walls into this earth. And let's be honest, it wouldn't rip anything down there for me. It would actually just walk out. Just bo- it would roll saunter. out like a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> Good morning. It's your baby. It wakes up the same way you do. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. By the way, you guys living with Nicole, that that is how she wakes up, which is extra hilarious because you're so depressed. But like, just every morning... Trying to hang on tight to that thread she's holding on by. Like, good morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah, every morning, every morning. Sometimes I don't, though. Sometimes I'm... Sometimes she just doesn't get out of bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bad and in morning. that case, those are my best mornings. Good um, morning. But it, it drives me nuts that... Someone corrected you. Someone corrected me. I said childless. They're, no, you're child-free. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Because what people are saying, it's very judgmental to call someone childless on women who don't have children. But I also think to call you child free is a judgment on people who do have kids. Like, Oh, I'm free from that ball and chain that you have. That's a kid of motherhood. But it's also like, it's just a word. Like if you are that upset about, I don't know about the semantics around not having children. Thank God you don't have fucking kids. Yeah. It's like fucking God. What a nightmare parent you would be. But I also think, the the idea of semantics and i think so often we're debating semantics in this world when it's just sometimes we're just not speaking the same language yeah. but like people go and fight about things because we're all using different words that essentially mean the same thing but people have different meanings for different words and people decide that like 
uh, the, the way you say something is more aggressive just because of the use of the word. Like yeah. I had a friend who took it as a personal insult if someone would text her hi instead of hey. She's like, it just feels like it's too direct. Or like when people go, when people respond K, like sometimes I'll just like respond to someone saying K and it's letting you know, got it, saw it. But uh-huh. some people look at that as like a passive aggressive. Yeah, you're being passive aggressive. I read into the the uh, the tap backs on um Apple on the iPhone. What do you where mean? You can, like, what if are, I what tap are your back, thoughts? Okay. So if so I'm on I, Apple iPhone, explain on it. On Apple for, iPhone. For if you, losers. For you fucking assholes who don't have, who a, don't have an iPhone. Are you listening um, to us, producer And if you're song? feeling any bit of shame, <laughs> that's because you should. Yeah. Uh, you're a Give monster. Give in to the corporate monster that is child slavery through Apple instead of Android. And also, my brother works for Apple, so pay for my future, okay? Yeah, because he, he will eventually have to main, take care of Take care her. of me in... <laughs> In in his back house, he doesn't have a back house, but he's gonna build one, and I'm gonna live in it's it. It's just a um, dog house. It's just a it's just a shed. It's a tool <laughs> shed. I'm in there with like a saw. Good morning. Good morning. I just electrocute myself on something. <laughs> we didn't I, even know there were outlets I, in there. I, I just hang myself with a cord for a radial saw. Yeah, uh, uh, that's a good hanged. idea. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story i by the uh, way didn't know that the hanged is the and past, hung and uh, ha- but you specifically say hanged for what, killing yourself yeah so <laughs> my uh my landlord years ago i was telling her the story about how my best friend from high school from childhood um hung herself and i'm it's very emotional i'm telling her the whole story and she goes I oh just, honey i am so sorry by the way it's hanged <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of death back to child's Childs? Childs? Children? Children? Okay, uh, so the thought is, so let me get this right. The thought is by saying childless, it's like sad. But by saying child free, it means you're just, you're liberated. You're living your life. You're doing your thing. I like to just go around talking about how I'm without child uh, because I'm not pregnant. Yeah. I'm without child. Constantly without child. How are you doing today? Without child. I just think it's this, it's a stupid thing of, as a society, we're all like, expecting everyone to walk on eggshells, first of all, around our emotions, where Mm -hmm. it's like, yes, you should be polite. You should know that there are things that, like, you don't bring up in in certain company because it might hurt their feelings, or you should be considerate. But this idea that people are supposed to be worried about your triggers is ridiculous. If you get triggered by something, that is... For you, that is a sign that you're like, oh, you need need to do some work. I gotta work on this shit. But, like... The, first of all, you're just throwing. And I mean, well, what was the context of you saying you're childless? Were you like, I have, I'm childless. It was, it was a post I made on Instagram. Um, Cause that feels like someone going, you're a child free is them trying to comfort you. And you're like, no, I just, it's fine. It doesn't matter. I, I was, I really don't. Um, where is, where is it? Where is it? I used to have. Oh, I said, I wrote a tweet that said, people think, think it's crazy that I don't want kids. Why would I bring a life into the world that I barely, oh, into a world that I barely want to be in myself? And then below it, I wrote, um, dear mothers who try and sell the idea of motherhood to childless women, stop. Sincerely, women who are on a different path in life for one reason or a million others. And Everybody kept writing back to me being like, not childless, child-free, not childless, child-free. I'm Was like, that, are they saying that for you or do you think they're saying that for they're, themselves? They're saying... I, Probably both They're Cause they're projecting how they feel on me. They're well, like, like, Oh, she must feel like I feel. Yeah. And you it's know, like childless if, seems like such a judgment, but child free. It's so liberating. Yeah. It's like the whole thing of, uh, we do it with relationship status too, where it's like, girl, you are not lonely. 
you are a free bird. Yeah, you you're, are and single and loving it. And you're like, I'm covered in my own snot right now. I'm yeah. miserable and I just want someone to hug me. Yeah. But this idea that oh, the people just ascribing, first of all, their own emotions to your situation. And when there's, because there's such an array of how people feel about not having children. There's plenty of women who never want kids who don't have kids and they're like, I'm loving it. This was the plan all along. There's people who like really want kids and can't have kids for one reason or another. And then there's people who really wanted kids and just didn't get around to it. Yeah. And like the, the timing never happened. And it's like, sure. Some of those things are arguably, I don't want to dismiss someone's thing by being like, yeah, bit of a bummer. Your plans didn't work out, but it's like, it's not the end of the fucking world. If you don't have a fucking kid. Yeah. Also, but having a kid could be the end of the world. Yeah, it literally might be the end of the world right now, and yeah. you're worried about and you're bringing a fucking life into the like world. Like that, you're like, oh, I wish I had a lot, li- a life. To- Can you imagine fucking trying to explain all this? I feel yeah. so sorry, so bad for parents trying to be like, hey, listen, keep it together for the kids. Yeah, like, oh, we need to explain this to you. Uh, someone needs to sit those fucking parents down and explain what's going on to the parents. Do you remember when Justin Bieber and whoever his girlfriend is or wife is on April Fool's Day, they posted a picture of an ultrasound like they were having a kid and then they were like April Fool's and then women were outraged. They're like, how dare you? You know, some women can't have kids. Uh, How dare you do the joke? It's not my problem. Okay. Also, does that mean people who have kids shouldn't be posting pictures of their kids because there's women in the world who can't have kids? Because if that's it, if, if, if an ultrasound is an issue, then... All pictures of Joking children should be an about issue. being pregnant. Yeah. When some of us are trying How dare so you? Hard. How dare Let you? Let me just say this. As a child of, and then we can wrap up and move on to what all the kids are really waiting for, which is Harry uh, Potter. Potter. As a child uh, who was created in a laboratory through artificial insemination, uh, because my father of the time was unable to create life produce a productive load with his genitalia um it was just a sack a lot of people i tried to make a joke about this and i had a manager of shitty manager years ago tell me like hey you shouldn't assume that might hurt some women's feelings because they're maybe if you can't have kids you're just not supposed to have kids i've said it a million times too it's darwinian you weren't selected it's natural selection it's not in the fucking cards for you that's not how it's going but also maybe that's the universe being like adopt or whatever but It's fucking, stop making it this big. You know what I think the root of so many issues, but this specifically is, is that uh, as a society, we all have so much trouble with acceptance. Yeah. I mean, is a whole, I truly struggle with that in, in every arena of my life. It's literally in that serenity prayer, accept the things you cannot cannot change. And people don't. And, and wait, what is it? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to still try and change things. And this is what it's like living with Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, let's get into Potter talk. Whew. Guys, what a fucking book already. Goblet of Fire. It's not, not Goblet, Goblet of, of Fire. Fire. Sorry. Dip shit. Order of God. Let me just say something about Goblet of Fire. Before we I don't on. know if anything's going to be able to top it, but these first two chapters in this book 
really, really blew my noggin. Really, really blew me wide open. Just split Just me at the seams. Ripped her apart like that guy in college. Like, oh yeah, it was, it was really a group high school. Of guys. No, I'm kidding. It was high school. Uh, uh, I mean, college. School. I mean, whatever. It was, it was camp. It was Jewish summer camp. Um, summer, summer. So summer. first chapter is Dudley Dementor. Um, I mean, so yeah, Order of Phoenix. We're kicking it off. We're doing six chapters. Oh. Dudley Demented. Oh, Dudley Demented, not Dementor. Dudley um, Demented. Yeah. Now I, I was suspicious Dementors were going to be in this, but I was like, why would de- Demented? But then I'm like, oh, maybe they're just making a judgment that Dudley is Demented, which I don't think is isn't a stretch. I mean, that's really true. Um, so the book kicks off the way it always does, which is at the fucking Dursleys. Yep, Harry's Privet Drive. Stuck at the Dursleys. Privet Drive. Fucking miserable hot summer. Mr. and Mrs. Dursley still being cunts. Yeah, and Harry is desperately basically he's he's heard nothing from anyone and he's desperately trying to Find out what's going on. Because if something because Voldemort is such big news that he would make even the muggle news. Yeah, he's looking for some sign on the muggle news. Because as we know, in Goblet of Fire, when Sirius uh escaped from Azkaban. It was on the Muggle News. They didn't yeah. say Azkaban. They just yeah, said they crazy. Said a, a prisoner escaped, blah, blah, blah. Prisoner. And then come to find out, you know, it was Azkaban. So they will. it will make Muggle headlines. Yeah. Uh, so he's checking the front page of Daily Profits. He's checking the front page of the news. And Trying it, to watch the news in the house. Yeah. And it, kind of, and it basically opens with him because the fucking Dursleys are so suspicious. And they're like, why do you want to watch the news? Yeah. We don't trust you. Whatever. So he is hiding he in the bushes outside their window. Where they're watching the news. Where they're watching the evening news. Just trying to listen for any sign of... A little bit of the eavesdropping. Anything. Yeah. I respect that. I love that. I love that approach that he had. Um, yeah. So he's listening and kind of not really hearing anything. Not hearing anything. Um, Dudley, uh, the where Dudley is in the story at this point, Dudley is now uh, a boxing... Is he a champion? Would you say? I I don't. I think he's he's got some skill at boxing. He started you know? boxing. He's been spending every night. I mean, his a fucking aunt Petunia is like, oh, he's out for tea at the f- the fuck show faces shows. Yeah. he's been saying that he's going out for he's like he's a good tea. boy. He's just out with his gang. He's a gang a gang of losers. Yeah, like beating up kids in vandalizing parks. It's just here's what I never understood, and maybe it's like a boredom thing. Maybe it's just like the fucking oh if everyone jumped off a bridge bullshit but like i don't understand youth <laughs> youth oh she is officially so a boomer like just engaging in petty crimes like yeah you're a you know loser. What? what are you doing? Like, that's I, not cool. You just I, I never understood, like, vandalism. I did understand shoplifting lip balm. Man, oh, man. Oh God, from the gap? It was, like, my thing. The most criminal thing I ever did was, like, sneaking Doritos into the movie theater. Oh, you're so bad. I'm just And so they just followed the sticky fingers on the seats so afterwards and figured out who you were. Edgy. So basically what happens is there's a loud crack. Scares Harry because it sounds like apparating he pops up whips his wand out bonks his head 
one of the Dursleys sees him with the wand. Oh, Vernon. So then Harry's like, ugh, fine. You know, he like gets into a fight with the parent, the Dursley parents. And he just like goes on a walk and ends up in this park. He's on a swing. It's nighttime. And he's there by himself. Yeah, oh, by the way, there was no sign of anything. With Nothing. The, the cracking. Nothing. So, of course, Uncle Vernon's suspicious because his wand's out. And then people are starting to peer out the window. And Uncle Vernon did this whole like, did you guys hear that? Call backfire. Yeah. It was crazy. Because so, he thinks, he thinks, because he sees Harry with his wand out, he just assumes it's something that Harry did, magical shit. He needs to cover it up because he can't have anybody know that his nephew is a wizard. A wizard, because they're, because fu- I, I just they like, suck. it's, ugh, whatever. But also, I guess in a way, I get it because if you, if, if muggles don't know wizards exist and then you go, oh, our nephew's a wizard, there's only one of two things that'll happen. People will be terrified of him because he's a wizard or terrified of him because he's a nutcase. Yeah. And people already think he goes to this criminal school. So they're like, oh, good. A schizophrenic who believes himself to be a wizard is now hanging out at the playground where our children live, live, hang out, whatever. So anyways, he does go to, he takes a walk to a park. He sees a Dudley and his gang walking, you know, by the park. And he's thinking to himself like, oh, if he sees me, oh, it's on. Because Dudley's friends will want to fight him. And then Harry knows that Dudley's still afraid of him. Because and then he's she's, a wizard. So and he's like, oh, I'll just fucking kick everybody's ass and make Dudley look really bad. But they don't even see him. They just keep walking by. And here's the thing is that, so a little backdrop, a little a background on, on why he's feeling this way. And, and I think we'll see this throughout the book. And I, I'm wondering if you're getting a vibe for this. But like, Harry has been sort of, no one's really giving him info mm-hmm. on what's going on. He's been trying to communicate with Ron and Hermione and no one's saying shit. They're just, you know, keeping him pretty much in the Icing dark about out. what the fuck's going on. So he's angry about that, but he has this, like, t- this fucking, I don't know, it's like a teenage angsty He's got a little bit of a chip on, on his shoulder. Yeah, so he has all this pent-up anger about that. So he's kind of, like, hoping for a fight. Yeah, he's, 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 like, he's wanting a fight. He's wanting he's a like, fight. He's like, yeah, they, I, I fucking wish they would come try to fight me. Wish then, you would. Yeah. Wish you would. That shit. So Dudley goes walking on. He separates from his friends. And Harry starts a confrontation with Dudley. And then during the confrontation, Harry gets out his wand. Yeah. And he's not going to do anything. Yeah, so he's kind of like, oh, do your friends know that you're... Because everyone calls him Big D. Yeah. Oh he's yeah, like, and he's Big like, D. Does your, your they know your know mom calls you Icky Icky Tiddlywinks? Icky Tiddlywinks? No, it's Icky Diddly Diddykins. She's always my little Diddy Bear, just fucking kind of being just egging him on because, like, like Jessica Michelle said, he's looking for a fight. Yeah, he calls him a pig who learned to walk on his hind legs. Oh, Dudley's yeah. like, "Oh, you're not that brave when you're crying in, in your, your sleep. sleep." So he basically lets Harry know that yeah. Harry's been. Uh, having nightmares yeah and being a fucking bitch about yeah. cedric oh not and cedric. then he's like cedric's your boyfriend and harry's like that's when harry loses yeah. his shit and pulls his wand yeah. out. and that is when harry starts getting the chills the dementor chills he gets chills and it's like oh my fucking god it the whole street goes dark and dudley thinks he's blinded him <laughs> He's like, don't stop doing that. I can't see anything. So Dudley thinks, because he's pulled out his wand, he's cast some spell. Yeah. And of course the Dementors can't see, but they can like. They can feel your emotions joy and, and they, they want to suck it out. Well, and they, and you know, it, I don't think it helps because they can hear you. Like yeah. Dudley's blubbering on and on and Harry's like, shut the fuck up. And then Dudley takes off running. Like a And Harry's like, whatever you fat. do, keep your mouth closed. Keep your fat mouth shut, Dudley. You lock it up. 
But of course, Dudley's like, oh, when I tell my, oh, and Dudley like stumbles to the ground and he's clearly like, and Harry's trying to do Patronuses. Okay. And it's he's trying not to do working. Pro- one Patronus didn't work. Two Patronus Spectre didn't Patronum. work. Um, and then finally he digs deep, finds his happy place, which is, uh, Hermione and his friends and all of that digs deep, casts the, uh, Patronus, Patronus just as this Dementor is like leaning in. Yeah. To give he's the like, Dementor's he's like getting kiss. in and he's like, he's like, uh, uh, subscribe to our Patreon to see to that. watch us air tongue each other. It's really hideous, to be honest. Probably, uh, I'm just kidding. It's so hot. So Dementors scatter, but of course Dudley is fucking shaken, yeah. literally shaking. He's just on the ground. Oh my fucking god! And then Mrs. Fig, who we know from the first book, who is this kind of old crazy cat mm-hmm. lady who used to watch Harry when the Dudleys would like go and take trips and not mm-hmm. want to invite him. Mm-hmm. Well, Harry starts putting away his wand, and then she pops out, and she's like, what are you doing? Don't put your wand away. Don't put that wand away. There could be more of them. And that is how the chapter ends. So it's like, like, what the fuck? I'm like, Mrs. Fig, I, we come to find out she's a squib, Um, but I'm like, oh my God. She's a witch. She's She's been a a fucking witch this whole time. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? She clearly knows he's a wizard and she isn't acting like that's weird. So obviously she's somehow in the magical community. Dudley just nearly got the Dementors kiss. There's so there's Dementors on Privet drive. What the fuck is happening? Holy shit. So then we go into chapter two, a peck of owls. And this is, this is fun. I mean, this is a fun chapter. Anytime that uncle Vernon is being bombarded by owls, mm-hmm. it's like, it's I comical. It. I, if they better not cut any of this in the movie. Oh, I mean, I guess we'll find out, but like I this, I feel like this is going to be the most comical, just like a a com, uh, what is it, comedy of errors? Oh, like just shit going wrong it's again like a, and again. A, a is vaudeville, that a, a vaudeville. I don't know, like whatever. Comedy of errors, I guess, is probably the right thing to say. But like, I wonder how much of this will cut out because I feel like there's things that they'd have to cut. There's so many little plot points, yeah. even though these are kind of all of the chapters. I think the first two chapters we read for this episode had a little more excitement, especially that first one with the Dementor coming. It's very expositional, but Mm -hmm. I think there's so many nuggets of information that I guess we'll have to see. I can't even remember. So come to find out, as we said, at the beginning of chapter two, A Peck of Owls, Mrs. Fig is a squib. She's a squib. We know that's a magicless witch. Yes. It's uh, what, what's his name is? Um, Filch. Uh, Filch. Filch. God, Fel- yeah, Filch. 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 That they make a fucking squib do regular cleaning at a magic school is horrendous. So it turns out she was enlisted by Dumbledore to years ago Harry. to watch over Harry. Yeah. Uh, and in more, addition and to more another specifically guy. specifically right now. And yeah, in, in addition to another guy, uh, for the time being, I don't think he, he wasn't all these years. This was... New. Oh, it wasn't all these years. It was a new thing. No, oh, no, it she's, felt like it was on all these years. She's kind of immediately raging, raging about someone named Mundungus Fletcher. She's just going on and on. She's like, I knew it. I, he wandered off. And the second he wandered off Dementors. I cannot believe there's Dementors on Privet Drive. Blah, 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 blah. Like she's you do angry old people very well. I am an angry old person. I've been an angry old person since I was a wee baby. That Mundungus Fletcher. I'd like to have a word or two with him. So she's fucking pissed. <laughs> Mundungus comes back drunk as fuck. He comes back, by the way, he apparates back. And that's when Harry realizes, oh, it's the loud crack was him 
leaving. And that's fucking crazy when you think about the, like, the quickness with which the person guarding Harry leaving to Dementors coming down upon him. Like, mm-hmm. they are fucking waiting for Harry to be vulnerable. And it's I, also like, where did these Dementors come yeah, from? Yeah, where did they come from? Of course, in my mind, I'm like, oh, no. Uh, Voldemort got to the Dementors already. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, he's I'm thinking like, that the Voldemort definitely got to the Dementors already, and he's like, go fucking find him, kill that him. he's, like, somehow infiltrated mm-hmm. Azkaban yeah. or... Yeah. Mm, that's very interesting. Because I remember in the last book, there is the talk of... Um, Voldemort possibly being able to turn the Dementors to his side because they're they kind of are they're both, inherently are evil. evil. Yeah, like so. And I think that the Dementors kind of were on his side, you know, however many fifteen years ago or whatever. So now this stolen cauldron thing. Oh, so um, that's where he went. By the way, he was selling some stolen cauldrons. It's very like petty, crook, shady business. Some bootleg shit. By the way. This, it has no bearing, these cauldrons have no bearing on anything so far, um, but, but I, I have a feeling it? they're going to mean something at some point. These cauldrons are going to come into um, play, so let's put a pin in the cauldrons. So you I'm putting think a pin that in this them. is a minor detail that's actually going a, to be Yeah, important. a minor detail the that's going to become something. Specifically. I think this is, this just... is JK dropping a little thread, Okay. and by the end of the book, she's going to be like, Boop, I'm going to knit it all together into a perfect crocheted... Afghan that is transphobic. That is uh, transphobic and hateful. Uh, very wealthy though. Very very wealthy. Yeah, it's amazing that billionaires just can't shut the fuck up. So, what's her name is fucking pissed. Fig, Mrs. Fig is fucking livid at Mandongas, and I really feel like she wants to lay into him, but she just is like, she's like, you need to go to Dumbledore right now because she can't apparate. So like, an owl, an owl is not quick enough. She's like, fucking go. Go. Yeah. Um, so she just screams at Mundungus. So she sends him off. And then Who, Harry, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned, way, Mundungus Dun- is clearly drunk. Uh, oh, yeah, he's fucking shy. He's like, what happened? Real shite-faced. So then Harry has to fucking drag big fat Dudley. I mean, just buckling under the weight of he's big, a big fucking kid. Dudley. And Harry's like, all right, I got him. Drags him. Barely makes it home. Yeah, and of course, the door flies open. Dudley's mom. Hysterical. Freaking Petunia out. Petunia is like, losing oh, my her fucking baby. blob. What happened? And Dudley like can't even talk. He's like, shook, so shook. Yeah. Rightfully so. I mean. And of course she blames Harry for something. Well, uh, he, the thing is, is like Dudley finally starts to like come to come him. To. Like, what, what happened, Dudley? And Dudley's just and like, Dudley, it was Harry. You know, yeah, he, he just, just points at him and he's like that guy. Yeah. So and then shit hits the fan. Harry's trying to go, I didn't do it. And they're like, whoa, why is he saying you didn't? He's like, I defended him. I saved yeah. him. Because Harry says, I didn't use magic. What he meant was, I didn't use magic on Dudley. I used magic to save Dudley. Yeah, so. so but he's like, I didn't use magic on him. And he's like, you pulled out your wand and then this happened. Blah, blah, blah. And then a fucking owl. Swoops in. Flies in. And it's from the Ministry of Magic. And tells mm-hmm. Harry that he is expelled. Excommunicado. Done from Hogwarts for breaking the decree for the reasonable restriction of underage sorcery. And they are on their way to destroy his world. And at this point, Harry's got nothing to lose. He's fucking done so. What did you think when you read that sentence? I mean, I was like, there's no way he's fucking expelled. Yeah, there's no way he's expelled. I'm like, first of all, I feel like if there's one thing I've learned thus far about the wizard world, it seems pretty fair. They have trials that seem pretty fair. Mm, I can't I just want to point out that 
Buckbeak got a trial and Sirius didn't. Okay. So true, true, true. How but it's, fair this is this? Harry Potter. I feel like And Buckbeak's trial was rigged anyway. Um, I feel like uh I feel I don't like know. their justice system is about as fair as ours. Yeah. Okay. Which so I was wrong when not I said fair. that. But I just felt like First of all, Harry's not going to get fucking expelled from Hogwarts. The whole fucking series is about him. So yeah. that's not happening. Uh, and then also, I'm like, there has to be some sort of caveat for protecting yourself in not using magic. It's and like, what are you just supposed to go? I'll just die instead of getting expelled. What are you, yeah, Hermione? No. We could be killed or worse, expelled. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, fucking now Harry's pissed. Like you were saying, he's like losing his shit, mm-hmm. has nothing to lose. Like he's like, shut the fuck up basically. Or I will use magic. Cause I've already been expelled. Yeah. He's got nothing, nothing to lose. Nothing, not a thing. And, and like, yeah, I get it that he's just like gone off the fucking hinge. He's like, I gotta fucking, I don't give a fuck. Then another owl comes in. This one drops a letter and it's from Arthur Weasley. Weezy. Yes, Mr. Weasley clearly has scrambled this note out. He says Dumbledore is already at the Ministry of Magic trying to stop him from expelling Harry and tells Harry, do not leave the Dursley's house. Because moments before it, he... Oh, moments before like, he's like, I'm, I'm out of here. And then he gets this letter and he's like, all right, I'm staying. And the, and the Dursleys are fucking pissed and they're like, what's going on? Uh, and he says there's Dementors and this is where it gets interesting to me. Yeah. Aunt Petunia... Knows what Dementors are. Yeah. She says she... Knows about them because she overheard her sister talking about them years ago. And that's kind of like, oh, so you are aware that this is... She's kind of like Dementors. Like, she's like... Oh, shit. This, oh, is, this is really scary. bad. This is, yeah. bad. this is bad stuff. That's when a third owl arrives. Yeah. This time, note from Sirius. Basically just reiterating what Arthur Weasley had said. Do not leave the Dursleys. Yeah. Vernon, of course, at this point, this is the third owl. And anyone Vernon's, who's... Vernon's losing his he f- fat little head. Every time there's like a surplus of owls, he loses his shit. I mean, remember in the first book where he moved them to a shack on yeah. a rock trying to avoid the owls? So he's like triggered, pissed. The neighbors are going to see these owls. Um, and Harry's getting these letters that have no information. So he's just pissed that he's still not getting any news about what the fuck is really happening. Why are there fucking Dementors on my street? Why am I getting expelled for fucking protecting myself? Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped the fourth owl. He got a fourth owl from Sirius. I skipped the third owl. It was from the ministry. It was for the, from retracting the what they said, but said, he's not like, off the hook. He's, you're not off the hook, but we'll give you a trial. We're going to give you a hearing. So obviously Dumbledore immediately had appeared at the ministry, worked a little bit of his fantastic magic. And so now there's a hearing, which that's hopeful. But he's at some point, until the he hearing. breaks down everything that's happening. Yeah. So to he basically like, starts like, he's like, back. That he's coming after me. And at that point, Aunt Petunia... Well, Uncle Vernon knows who Voldemort's... Voldemort, he knows that Voldemort's yeah, like the, the guy. You so know at what that I mean? point, they're like, wait, so he's coming after you? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because Petunia's like, oh, they're sending Dementors to her house. You're the person he's after. Yeah, yeah Vernon's like, get the fuck. You got you got to go. Um, And then, this shit's crazy. The chapter ends with a fifth owl coming, carrying a howler, which we know is the red envelopes uh-huh. that will explode and scream at you. But it's not for Harry. It's for Aunt Petunia. Yeah. And it saves her exact location, which is like... Aunt Petunia, the kitchen, number four, Privet Drive. And then when they open it, it shouts, remember my last, Petunia. Remember Remember my my last, Petunia. All right, ready? My prediction for what that means? Yeah. That voice, that remember my last, was her sister. And the remember my last, remember my last wishes. And at that point, Aunt Petunia's like, 
you stay. Who would have sent this though? I think it's one of those things that like, if Harry's ever in trouble or tries, she tries to get rid of my son, someone send this. And, and I think maybe Sirius released it or something. I don't fucking How know. How would they have known she was trying to get rid of him? Listen, I don't theory. totally know. So you think that was her sister? Yeah. I think that voice that came out was her sister's voice or re- something like, remember my last. And she remembers this thing that her sister told she, her. She has this- maybe her sister was there. Like when she, like when she thought she was going to die, I don't fucking know. But I think there's something that has to do with her sister, with her sister. Well, That's yeah, my call. Because they're in the process of being like, get the fuck out. If people are after you, we don't want you here. Cause yeah. we don't want to be in danger. And after this howler, Petunia's is like, he has to stay. Yeah. She immediately flips and Vernon's like, what the fuck's going on? And she's like, we can't throw him out. And she's like, the neighbors will talk. If there's yeah. all, you know, we can't just send him out there. That it'll, it'll be weird. And I think Uncle Vernon's kind of like, what, what the fuck yeah, what does the fuck? Petunia know? But that's where that chapter is. I think Petunia is. knows a lot more than she lets on. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Thank you to the patrons who are tuned in live. If you want to be part of the live recordings, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. And after these messages, we'll be right back. And we are back. Chapter three, the advance guard. This is the advance guard. So basically, Harry sends out identical letters going, what the fuck's going on to Sirius, Ron, and Hermione? Um, he's like losing his mind. Days like, go by. He hears nothing. Then one day the Dursleys are like, we're going out. You stay here. Don't fucking do a goddamn thing. We'll kill you kind of thing. Yeah, they're like, don't fucking leave the house. Don't cause any problems. Shut up and sit. We later find out that they were going out for an award for the best lawn. Lawn, which, which we find exist, out is fake, but which is whatever. Really great. But anyways, Harry's laying in his bed being a fucking bummer because he's depressed. And then boom, bam! downstairs, there's a noise. Someone's a coming. Somebody's here. He fucking goes downstairs. There's a whole crew of people. Oh, it's a motley crew. Oh my God. We've got oh. Lupin. Lupin. The real Mad-Eye Moody's Moody. there. Alistair. Constant vigilance. Constant vigilance. Uh, we see Daedalus Diggle, who some people may not Diggle. remember. We met him very briefly in the first book. He was very excited to meet Harry in the, it's not the three broomsticks, whatever that fucking. The little, the bar. The bar on the way into Diagon Alley yeah. is. Um, we meet a new character, Kingsley Shacklebolt. Shacklebolt, great name. I mean, fucking strong name. Doge. E- Elpheus Doge, Emmeline Vance, Sturgis Podmore, Hestia Jones, and Nymphadora Tonks. Tonks. Nymphadora? Oh, bitch. With short purple hair, looking cute as can be. Is she a nympho? Or Dora. Oh, that's she, the thing. I don't remember if that's in this chapter or another. She wants to slide on that wand. But she goes by Tonks and she makes it clear that she goes by Tonks because her mother decided to name her Nymphadora. So, uh, what a cunt. Uh, we find out she's a metamorph from Metamorph Mag- Magus. Magus Metamorph Magus, who can change her shape at will. Because they are there to get Harry out of the Dursley's homes and she's helping him pack and she's like, I don't know how I feel about this hair. And she like scrunches her face and changes her hair. So she can just change her appearance, mm-hmm. which. Pretty fucking fun. I mean, honestly, every woman is seethingly jealous. Um, and we get a glimpse of the real Mad Eye Moody, who uh, is just as paranoid as Barty Crouch was pretending to be. He's very yeah. much like Voldemort's going to try to attack us while we travel out of mm-hmm. here. We need to be swift. We need to be constantly vigilant. Constantly vigilant on the broomsticks, invisibility cloaks. So he casts an invis- invisibility spell. He does an invisibility spell, spell on Harry, Harry and, they're, and they're off. They're like flanking him yeah. pretty much. So uh, he's excited look- to leave, but it's fucking freezing. 
And then uh, they fly Flying all the way to a, London. For a very, very long time. And then when they get there, Moody hands Harry a piece of parchment to memorize. Yes. They they land in what looks like a pretty normal, I picture like a cul-de-sac fucking muggle neighborhood. A plain muggy navy. And Harry reads the piece of parchment. The headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix may be found at number 12, Grimald Place, London. And that's and the end of the it, chapter. So you've already heard the Order of the Phoenix. I know mm-hmm. in last... Uh, I thought the, in the last the- book when we got Goblet of Fire, you're like, oh shit, it's the chapter name, um, which, uh, or it's the name of the book in the chapter. Now we've heard Order of the Phoenix already. What are you thinking at this point? Okay, I'm thinking um, Grimwald Place or uh, Order of the Phoenix. I, I remember I, I thought it was going to be the Phoenix. Um, Fox, I yeah. thought Phoenix was going to be giving, like Fox was going to give an order. Oh, like, oh, that's right. You it did was going to say, say like, oh, you need to do this. So then I find out that there's, oh, it's like a brotherhood, the order, order of the some Phoenix. Yeah. It's, we, whatever. it's an order. It's a, it's an order, a group, a, group. Uh, a club. It's a, it's an elite, it's, it's an elite cult. club. Um, anyway, so that we'll move into chapter four, which is of this, it's written on the paper, number 12. Grimwald place. place. How do you say it? Grimwald. Grimwald. Grimwald? You're saying Grimwald? Grimwald. Grimwald. Yeah, Grimwald. I thought you said Grimwald. No, Grimwald. How long do we do this for? Grimwald? <laughs> who's on first? Who's on first? Is that what you're <laughs> Who's on first? Uh, all right. So, by the the paper immediately burns up. Oof! So, he's like, hope you had a fucking memorized, bitch. That's all you get. Um, and Harry looks at the buildings, and he doesn't see a number 12. So this is so reminiscent of Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Yeah. I'm and like, what, does he got to fucking run into a wall again? Yeah. And wait, there was another thing it reminds me of, but I can't. Oh, Diagon Alley. When you got to um, where the um, entrance to Diagon Alley is. Oh, yeah. It's like not apparent at first. Yeah, there's just this whole thing of like things being hidden. In plain sight. Like being able to hide in plain sight. You know, wizard shit. Wizard shit. So, so he's, he's looking at, you know, building... And Lupin is like, 10, Lupin 11, is like, 13. think about the piece of parchment. So Harry fucking you thinks think about Think about what you just read. He thinks about number 12, Grimmauld Place. And then bam, there Boom, it is. a fucking gross, crusty door manifests. It's like, oh, the night bus. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. How, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. how it appears, but muggles don't see it. Like there's no, yeah. nobody seems to notice this thing going in and out of traffic mm-hmm. and like shrinking and moving things to the side. So yeah, it's this grungy ass dump of a fucking door and he goes in and it's a grungy ass dump of a place. But he immediately sees Mrs. Weasley. She's excited to greet him, but she's, but she's like, I gotta go. The, the order of the Phoenix is about to start. We have a meeting. You right get upstairs now. with Ron and Hermione. This is none of your fucking business. Basically. I mean, I bet Harry's mind is being blown at this point. Like the order of the Phoenix, what the fuck is going on? Walks into this f- creep, d- creepy, dark place. And all of a sudden Mrs. Weasley's there. He just got picked up by this, this by a small army, a small army of just, like awesomeness of, I mean, yeah, no full badass. By the way, when Lupin came in, I was like, Loopy, Loopy's back. I got a real hot nut for Loopy. You also got a hot nut for Sirius Black. So and I, I want to like be spit are... roasted by Sirius Black and Lupin. Just one on each end, just rolling me around I... making, making hotness. Just fucking like a, get my meat, meat cook, cook my meat boys. Just spit roast. Spit roast. Just. Oh my God. I wonder if stuff like that goes on in that, inner workings of Hogwarts. There must have been like slutty. Someone's getting There must slow. have been witch, some slut oh, witches. Yeah. Oh my God. Moaning Myrtle. Why do you think she was moaning? She was getting spit roasted by ghosts. Uh, also, there's oh, there's just whoa. so many nooks and crannies in that building to go get fucked in. Anyway, yeah. uh, those are my I dreams. got lots of nooks and crannies I need to get fucked in. Okay, so. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a nook. That seems generous. <laughs> it's very a can- under, very you know, canyons. Gross understatement. Yeah. 
<laughs> so he goes upstairs. Ron and Hermione are there to greet them. And he is hot. He's fucking pissed. He's like, like he's, why don't you guys, why don't you, he's like, I feel like it's like a boyfriend and a girlfriend fighting. I'm like, why don't me? Yeah, no, he's just like immediately lays into them. Like, why didn't any of you tell me what's going on? He's, I reached out to you guys. You didn't reach back. Everyone's been keeping shit from me. All of it's just slowly screaming. I mean, he's like full on, like after everything I've done, I've been suffering. You didn't have to go through this. I watched someone die, blah, blah. blah. And they kind of just like let him get it out pretty much. Like he does a big dick drop on them. Which honestly, I was excited about. I loved it. Cause I was like, yeah, Harry, you fucking tell him. Even though Hermione was very important in all of his successes. Well, it's like, I was kind of, to me, that was a dick move. That it's like, Uh, I got the sorcerer's stone. I did this. And it's like, you, yeah, you did. But like, your friends helped you with so many of these things. Fuck those friends. Fuck Ron for sure, that fucking loser. There's no way he could have gotten through. Oh, because Ron knows chess? Yeah. Oh. Ron had to sacrifice himself so that he could get through. Uh, he didn't sacrifice himself enough. He's still alive. Well, I don't know why I hate Ron so much, but I can't stand him. That little fucking prick. I, yeah, and then I don't finally know why Hermione, so much Hermione totally pacifies the situation because I she's just, like, Harry, you know what? I'd be pretty upset if I were you too. Yeah. You have a right to be mad. I and get in, it. And in, 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 in a, a self-helpy 12 step programming kind of way. That is the best way to pacify someone's anger by saying, I see you, I hear you, I feel you. Yeah. Um, she just diffused that bomb. She in is a human steppy way. What, that's what I call a cop out. Uh, fight I mean, she's that, a hurt bitch. locker. She just took that bomb and was like, diffused. There it, is you like, know? yeah, what else do you do besides go, yeah, that. That probably did really hurt. And it's like, well, yeah, no, I think I made that pretty fucking yeah. clear when I screamed at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. I'm pretty, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was pissed. I am pissed. It was- but. She does diffuse the situation. So he's able to like take a breath. You know what I mean? So a little bit. They're like, all right, Harry, we're going to catch up on everything that's going on because they have been spying on the order. Yeah. So their knowledge is limited as well. They're like, Hey, just so you know, we're pretty much kept in the dark, but we've gathered a few details because mostly because Fred, Fred and George, George invented something called extendable ears that they could use to eavesdrop. Yeah. It's a little, it's like you, you can drop the ear down to listen in on a conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so wizard here, bugging. Basically. Here are the things they've learned. Okay. The order has been following all known death eaters. They've been recruiting other new members, not the death eaters, the order of the Phoenix. Uh, the order has been a guardian for something. They don't know what. They're Harry's like, oh, like, yeah, they kept Harry's like, like guarding something. And Harry's yeah, like, they're guarding me. Yeah. I think that was me. And they're like, Oh yeah. That makes sense. By the way, I don't know if that's it, but anyways, Oh, you think maybe um, it's something else? There's something else. else. There's something else. It's just... so obvious that it's Harry. I, I just, you know, if there's one thing I know about JK, she does not go the obvious route. Really? Even though mm-hmm. the last chapter was called the advanced guard? Nope. Isn't that what it was what, called? They might be guarding something else. Guarding peace? I don't fucking know. Guarding um, peace? And Ron We're and the Hermione- guardians of peace. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're a loser. Um, this just so not intimidating at all. We guard pacificity we're guarding yeah guarding peace is like okay so what are you gonna do if it's under attack we're gonna keep it we're peace. going to ask you to please stop we're that we're gonna keep the peace um i'm gonna and keep then the peace and you're like and also we've been spending a lot of time cleaning which is that is so weird to me well they're cleaning they're wizards yeah well wizard the place clean the same way with filch why did they put the squib in charge of cleaning shit yeah it's like how much do you really need to do but i guess there's all these jinxed and 
wizardy type creatures that have to be handled with care because this house that they're in is dark. It's Why grim. Did they it's gone to shit. To fucking deal with the creatures. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Where is Hagrid? I don't know. We'll find out. I feel like he's off on a he's he's to be on an assignment, right? Gianting? Okay. So Fred comes in, George comes in, Ginny comes in, um, uh, to meet up with them, and then we find out that Bill Weasley, who is absent, um, uh, has been uh, uh, given the old hi hat to fucking Fleur Delacouche. Yeah, putting the old Weasley wand inside he's been her little French croissant. Oh, giving her the old Weasley cream puff, as we call it. uh, Be careful; those are potent creme de la poof. Potent boys, you gotta Mm. fucking watch out. Yeah, they got fucking swimmers. So he's working for the order, but also I think the more juicy drama is that he's stipping Flordilla. Kirker. He has defleured the de la cooch. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Charlie's still in Romania. But the big story is... <laughs> well, he, Percy's a cunt! Well, yeah. And here's the thing. It, it sort of comes up because, you know, he's in Romania. And they're like, you know, try to extend relations to other yeah, yeah. wizards. To which Harry's kind of like, well, you know, isn't that kind of like Percy's whole department? He's in the International mm-hmm. Magical Cooperation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turns out, whole fucking blowout. With Big fight with Daddykins. We all knew that Percy was a piece of shit. Like, he's got his head up his own ass. So Percy that. gets a promotion. And Percy thinks he got his, this promotion on his own merits. Because and his dad is like, sorry, kid. They just want to use you to spy on us. Well, because he's the junior assistant to the Minister of Magic. Fudge. And what's going... Fudge is a fucking Voldemort denier. Yeah. So what's going on with Fudge is, yeah, he doesn't want to admit that Voldemort may be back because that could disrupt his political Agenda. standing. Yeah. People may want someone else in power. They may not trust him to do the job. So instead of trying to be a better leader, he's just trying to sweep everything under the fucking rug. And another thing that's happening is the ministry and the daily prophet are doing their best to besmirch Dumbledore's good name and Harry's and so, Harry's because they're trying to discredit them because both of them are like, dude, Voldemort, Voldemort's back. Voldemort's back. And Fudge is like, Voldemort's not back. Let's drag these fuckers. Yeah. So basically they're trying to make them look like alarmists, crazy people so that when they are saying things, they can pass it off as like, this is just rumor mongering yeah. and they're making things up. They're not well. They've created this whole underlying story about Harry that they've just like planted throughout the summer that he's just obsessed with fame. And what are you doing? I have, I just, I just thought of something just for everyone listening. She's raising her hand. You should, you go head over to YouTube and watch this. Um, or somewhere go to our Patreon, Patreon and watch it. it. We only live stream for patrons. Patrons only patreon.com slash filthy nerds. I just, just occurred to me. What? Okay, so the Daily Prophet is trying to smear his good name. And Harry was like, I've been reading the Daily Prophet. I didn't see anything about me being a bad person. But he was only looking at the front page. And they're like, well, if you read more, why? If they, if, if Hermione has um, Skeeters in her back pocket, why doesn't Hermione drop the story to Skeeters? Why doesn't Hermione be like, all right, Rita, I said you can't write anything, but this is what you can write. You can write about how fucking Voldemort's back. Because I think that. Uh, I think whoever the, the ministry is in cahoots with the daily prophet where Rita Skeeter is a reporter, not an editor, but she has such a hard, like she's, they wouldn't run that story. They would go, no, this is a lie. This is like Rita Skeeter could just put that shit into 140 characters or less. But I think she would be more apt to lean into making 
She already was making up lies about Harry to begin with. She's going to lean into the gossipy Dumbledore's losing his mind. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I, I see where you came to that. Conclusion. But don't you feel like Voldemort, like saying Voldemort's back, that is a hot take. That's a hot take, right? Can you just say that this theory is okay? Your theory is okay. Thank you so much. Okay. So, so everybody catches up. Um, Miss Weasley calls everybody to dinner. She mentions creature. Yeah. Who is a house elf for the house. Which is pretty surprising considering the thing looks like no one has lived there in decades. And of course Hermione on her high horse of She gets elf rights. fucking spew shit. Um, <laughs> and on the way to dinner, Tonks trips and pulls a, uh, like a sheet that's hanging over an old painting off. Yeah. And, and then the woman under the painting all of a sudden starts screaming bloody fucking murder. Yeah. Dude, uh, wait, ready? Do the you're she's really good at angry old women. Ready? Filth, scum, byproducts of dirt and vileness, half-breeds, mutants, freaks, be gone from this place. And a man finally comes to shut oh! her up. Who comes in? Who is it? Who is your goddaddy? It's serious black. And I just blacked out my, my, my pussy blacked out. Well, where am I? He comes I out. Love him. Uh. And he basically greets Harry by going, I see you've met my mother. Ooh, snap. Fucking insane. We are going to take a quick break. Okay. And we will be right back. I'm just going to masturbate to Sirius Black real quick. Yeah. All right. Welcome back. We're, we're here. We're now. back better than ever. Yeah. And this is chapter five and it's the title of the book, The Order of the Phoenix. No, this always means something big to me. When you see this uh, initially, when you were reading, you saw, oh shit, title of the book. What's going through your head? Well, this is, to me, the title of the book always means like, all right, shit's about to pop off. This yeah. is where stuff, this is kind of where like, where it's like, if it, if it were like a pendulum, somebody just like pulls the pendulum back, like, and, and this is where it let goes. Yeah, it this swings. is where you let go, and then it just starts swinging. And so from now on, I'm anticipating like, just we're gonna be learning a lot, and a lot of shit's gonna be happening. You think and this is like is, the snowball starts to roll? Yeah, yeah, the snowball's starting to roll, and it's you know what? It's small right now, but it's gonna take some time. It's gonna pick up speed by the end of this book. We're all gonna have our fucking clits blown off. Um, let me ask you this because yes. we have two chapters to cover. Okay. Obviously, you know that J.K. has a way of planting seeds left and right. Mm -hmm. that, knowing that, even still, do you find these two chapters kind of boring? They feel very expositional. Yeah. Um, not thrilled about them. Uh, I think the biggest enjoyment for me thus far was been has been... Um, Sirius showing up? Sirius showing up. I can never go wrong with that. And I also really enjoyed Harry going off because... Who doesn't? I mean, fucking, I want to see different sides of Harry, you know? Like, I want to see his character arc. Just really, I want to see him transform into the fucking demigog he's going to be eventually. Is that the word? I don't know. Demigog. 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 demigog whatever. What is the difference between a demigog and a I think a demigog, a demigog is a creature from, uh... From. It's like a Hercules. It's like a half god. Yeah. What can I say except you're welcome? He was a demigod. The guy in Moana. For the sky, the sun, and the sea. Careful, don't sing too much. I don't want 
them to come after us because oh. you're really hitting the nuts perfect. Uh, you're welcome. I know. I don't want them to come after us and offer me a job as a, a princess who's addicted to smoking Marlboros. What if you become a Where's party the, princess? What is the white tra- You have to be cute for that. You're adorable. You can pop out of the cake. I could be a party princess in like a white trash town in Indiana where there's no one else to do it. You're like, no one else? No one else gets this job? I'll take it. I want. You know what I want to write? I want to write the full-length animated feature musical script of a white trash princess oh let's do it where's that just a cigarette that comes to life and is her friend this is my friend smoky and bud light it's french for some i am virginia slim (laughs) it's a cowboy cigarette virginia slim i'm virginia slim okay anyway Um, okay so we find out 12 grimald place is Sirius, Sirius Black's house. It's so that's his family why house. The mom's screaming on the wall and it's, they're all dead. So it's his house. So he kind of was like, I let Dumbledore use it. As the headquarter it, for the order. It's literally the least and most I could do. Sirius is like a little butt hurt. And Sirius is pissed because he's like not able to go out and do anything. Voldemort knows that he's, uh, he can, he's an Anna. Magus. An Anna we Magus don't that know for a dog. sure that Voldemort knows that, but the but thought Wormtail is. Wormtail does. So there's a good chance. He's that Voldy knows. That, so, so it's not like he can be out and about just being a dog because he's going to blow his cover that way. So they're like, you have to stay here. And Sirius is like, fine, just use my fucking house. It's the least I can do you to feel be helpful. It's, you, there's clearly this like rain cloud vibe yeah. about him. Um, so they go to the kitchen. The gang's all here. You know? Mundungus Fletcher's there. Mundungus Fletcher. And he tries to apologize because you have to apologize to Harry. Because why? Because Harry's the fucking king. Because it's motherfucking Harry Potter. And he's like, I'm sorry, mate. I had a really good business deal. I just couldn't pass it up. Blah, 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 blah. Um, he's just fucking kind of a slob. We know that. Though. And then Sirius is like, I'm so fucking bored. I wish a Dementor would. Yeah. He's I like, wish. A, wish he a literally would. is having the thought that prior to the Dementor attack, Harry was having about Dudley that he's like, I fucking wish you would. Yeah. Me. Oh yeah. Fucking. Bring is this it. by the way, could someone tell us, is this just what men resort to when they're like bored is like i wish that's the immediately thought is, i wish Bring someone would fight. start a fight with me what i the- mean honestly sometimes when i'm home in michigan and i have to stay with my mom for a long period of time i'll just pick a fight because it seems like the only thing to do i love that you're pretending that you pick fights with your mom only when you're home in michigan and not across the globe not even on the phone with her okay you'll just fight with the idea of your mom mm-hmm. sometimes you're like this my is- mother to the moon! Okay. What do you, by the way, what do you think of Sirius's mom so far? <laughs> she sounds a lot like my mom. Rem- takes me back. <gasps> mommy! I love that Sirius has mommy issues because he's going to want to get this puss. Oh, yeah. Nobody fucks more than men who have mommy issues. Than mom, unless they just have a dead mom. Uh, dead parent. Oh, uh, fucking uh, dead mom dick. Uh, he fucks with reckless abandon. Uh, yeah, because he doesn't have anyone to like. Because he's been abandoned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to shame his. Uh, sexuality. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so Mundungus keeps talking about all the shady shit he does. Mundungus is very clearly involved in some shady shit, and Sirius points out that, like, he's actually very useful because uh, we need to know what crooks are up to because that's a fucking sketchy group, especially now more than ever, and since he is a crook, he has all the information, and he knows how crooks work. So we ha- he's kind of like their internal spy, but apparently at some point, we don't know what happened, but Dumbledore helped him out of some trouble, so he is very loyal to Dumbledore. So, our thoughts of Mundungus being kind of a piece of shit are confirmed here. That it's like, yeah, no, he's a piece of shit, but he's like a useful piece of shit that we can trust. Yeah. Um, Mundungus is one character where I'm like, where the fuck does he fit in any of this? I don't know. 
he makes he makes yeah, he makes thoughts he, about him. No, he's Do just you think like he's just kind of like a kooky side character. He's just like a I don't know. I I can't I can't figure out where he is in any of this. Based on how flighty he is, I think there's a solid chance. I feel like the guy's all about making that fast buck. Yeah, I feel like if push comes to shove, if someone from uh from the Death Eaters comes his way and is like, "Hey, bro, I got a good business op for you," he'd be like, "Okay." And we know there's some Death Eaters with uh, a little bit of money, with a little bit of Kishola. We know there's at least the Malfoys who seem to have quite. Now, this was this was a fun element in the chapter. Sirius and Mrs. Weasley start, you know, tossing around their big parenting dicks. Oh yeah, they get in a row. So Mrs. Weasley is trying to like, all right, kids, go to bed. And Sirius is like, I think we should fill in Harry a little bit. What's going on? Harry deserves to know. And she's like, No, he doesn't. He's not going to know. I. You know, and it's like, I take care of him. I love Harry. And it's like, I love Harry. No, I There's, love Harry. No, yeah. I love Harry. It is a parenting dick drop is the best way to put it. There's this back and forth of she thinks it's in his best interest to just not know. He'll be safer. He doesn't need to know anything. And she kind of, it's kind of fucked up that she, it's nice that she goes, Harry might as well be one of my sons. Yeah. I love him like a son. Great. But then she sort of like goes like, yeah, I've actually been taking care of him, not in fucking prison. Yeah. She doesn't say fucking, obviously. Uh, I uh, wish she would. I haven't been in prison. I haven't been in prison. I'm like, fuck you, Mrs. Fucking Weasley. He was wrongfully Weasley. in prison. Yeah. Like the fact that she would hold that over his head, what a cunt. But I also, there is a part of me that gets like, and now more than ever, knowing the history of Voldemort where people were jinxed and you couldn't trust anyone and you didn't know if someone was acting on their own accord or under a curse. I get someone going, I mean, I guess I believe that that's the story, but like, I... I get being weary about anyone. So I could yeah. see if she's like, eh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, this is his god daddy. And she and needs also, to back the fuck off. If I mean, Dumbledore trusts him, I feel yeah. like everyone else is going to. And also, to. Team Sirius for life. But it basically becomes a thing where uh, Remus Lupin sort of calls it by going, I think, you know, we don't need to tell everything, but, like, fill him in on just what he needs to know. The basics. So Ms. Weasley tries to go, fine, but only you. The rest, we have to go upstairs. Yeah. Fred and George are like, um, we're adults. Yes. So, and she's like, fine, you can stay. And then Ron's like, well, there's no point in sending me and Hermione away. Harry's going to tell us stuff anyway. Aren't you Harry? And Harry just goes, well, yeah, of course. Which like, I don't know. Harry needs to learn how to lie. I feel like if I were a 15 year old and there's this woman who obviously is expecting her children, the people she's caring for to not be a part of this. And this is a woman who has taken care of me and, you know, is, has offered me shelter mm-hmm. on multiple occasions and sees mm-hmm. me as a son. I w- it's like, it's fucked up that I'm like, I would lie to her. <laughs> but like, he just outright is like, of course. Yeah. So, so basically the only one who ends up having to go to bed is Ginny and she's making a fucking stink about it. Cause Whatever. now she's, she's the a fucking baby. She's a baby. She's only 14. But don't so worry. One day she'll it. be getting that Potter dick that calling that, calling that right now. Anyways. Uh, so here's the download that they give Harry. Voldemort's been busy keeping, I see your lips moving. Voldemort's Mm -hmm. been keeping a low profile since Harry ruined his master plan by surviving. Basically. Oh, so the whole thought was that like, he was just going to slowly creep back into the world. No one was supposed to know he was back because Harry was not supposed to live. Yeah. But now that Harry came back, told people it's kind of put a wrench in whatever his plans are. So he's, they're like, he's kind of like sitting and waiting right now. Uh, so they're like, you know what? Voldemort's probably regrouping right now, figuring out a new plan. The order is basically like, all right, we need to make sure he doesn't build up a big army. Yeah. So they have to stop that from happening. Top priority is, you know, building up the order, so to speak, preventing people from being pulled to the dark side, essentially that it's like, uh, and we saw that kind of like nuggets of that pop up. I think at the end of Goblet of Fire, where. Hagrid has been sent off on some task, yeah. which I assume yeah. is He's doing conversing right with yeah. the giants. Mm-hmm. And there's other magical creatures that I think they're Giant working diplomacy. on. Yeah, yeah. And and just getting people to 
finding ways to get the word out so that people believe Voldemort's back because nobody even knows he's back because they're yeah. not printing it in the Daily Prophet. So it's like, you know, our word against, like, you know, if people, if you're coming in and like, oh, hey, Hitler's back, people yeah. are going to be like, I think that would be in the news. Yeah. I think someone might have mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, that would be a front page Daily Prophet item, okay? But as we're seeing with our own news, it can be right in the front page and people can kind of just completely ignore it. Yeah. Uh, well, all someone needs to do on Twitter is say that it's not true and poof, it's not true. Suddenly, it's, there's new facts. So... We also learned that Fudge, why Fudge is all got his panties in a bunch about Voldemort being back and not wanting it to be known, is he thinks it's going to mean a change in leadership at the ministry and that he thinks Dumbledore's after his job. So now everything, why, why Fudge has been trying to keep it on the hush is because he's trying to save his job. Yeah, that he thinks that, like, of all things, there's this dark wizard back and, like, someone who's one of the most powerful wizards that's coming to you and going, this dark wizard is back. Your thought is, he's just trying to take my job? Like, he doesn't have fucking better things to do? Like, I don't know, fight Voldemort? You think he cares about a political position also why is he worried an older man's gonna take his job don't we all know that older men aren't allowed to work anymore like this is his last job working at hogwarts yeah like he's gonna fucking retire also shout out to alistair murdoch in our two filthy nerds patreon only live stream for saying thank god the wizarding world doesn't have youtube or facebook the algorithm would bring so many young wizards right to voldemort oh hilarious um yeah because shout out to those fucking bot ads jesus anyways if you want to be part of that by the way quick little plug patreon.com slash two filthy nerds we live stream for patreon only so you can see the full episode Live via video. Okay, so we also learn that Dumbledore is really the only person who's in any position to speak out against the ministry and the Daily Prophet. He's the only credible person within the Order of the Phoenix because all the other people who are in the Order of the Phoenix are criminals, werewolves, or work for the ministry, for the and ministry can't so come they forward, ha- so they have to keep their yeah, mouth shut. Yeah, they have to like keep because you need these important people in the ministry. They need to know what's going on with the ministry, and you need to maybe have a way to funnel information in and out of the ministry. So they are walking a thin line, which is at the beginning what uh, the Percy dad Arthur yeah, yeah, Rowe yeah. was about. Is that he's like it, that? Also, kind of sucks because even if that is the case, like if you get this if. If you are someone who's extremely work driven and you're like, I just want to climb to the top, you get this really cool promotion. You're thinking like, wow, they see my potential. And your mm-hmm. dad goes, no, they're just spying using on us. you. They're that fucking ca- using you. Oh, that That hurts. does kind of hurt. Oh like, my God, that would hurt so badly. But Percy's a cunt and he deserves it. He should hurt a little. I hate him. Um, so anyways, it's- that's why the ministry and the Daily Prophet are trying to smear Dumbledore's name as well as Harry Potter because like we just said. Um, and yeah, so it's... Them, them ruining uh, Dumbledore would be a fucking... Oh, and here's the other thing, is that going up against the Ministry is dangerous because, hypothetically, depending on how the Ministry decides to start running things, Dumbledore could end up in Azkaban, which would fuck everything. Yeah. And then they allude to Voldemort. He's seeking some type of weapon. They're not very clear, but it's like a weapon he didn't have the previous time, so what his focus... They believe his focus to be is acquiring this weapon. Yeah. And they don't know what it is. Yeah. And Mrs. Weasley's like, all right, right, everybody enough. enough. Go to bed. Yeah. It's enough information. information. TMI. Yeah. So that's where we end off with chapter five. Yeah. And then I thought this one, this is an interesting chapter. So we go into chapter six, 
The Noble and Most Ancient, ancient House, House of, of Black. Black. This is, I'm excited about this one because this is where we get all the backstory about Sirius Black. Um, it's, I, I think it's always fun for me to learn backstory of each person. Yeah, because you get the, um, a fuller picture of the yeah. wizarding world. A s- better picture of the wizarding world and also like, as we know how much I love Sirius Black, it's like, you know, I want to know what his family dynamic I was. So when I eventually marry him, I won't repeat the same bad mistakes. about you. Um, okay, so they got sent off to bed and classic, you know, teenagers, what are they doing? Like, go to bed and not another peep. So obviously they're like, okay, immediately start peeping. And then they all, they all fucking uh, discuss what just happened. And they start talking about it. Fred, or, um, well, they come in too, but Ron, Hermione, and Harry are all sitting there talking about it. Fred and George... <laughs> apparate on top of Ron, which is hilarious. And they're like, what could this fucking secret weapon be that Voldemort's looking for? Is it like, worse? What's worse than Avada Kedavra? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I'll tell you what's worse than Avada Kedavra being alive. Anyway, I'm fine. Oh, come here. Someone needs being a hug. Alive. Oh, oh, will you hug me? Hold me. All right. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh I love you. Join so our Patreon much. to see me. Oh, comfort- to see her uncomfortably mm-hmm. practice body language. Love. Okay, that's enough. You're really making me uncomfortable at this point. Okay, well, now we're even. Okay, so the next morning, uh, all the kids join Sirius and Mrs. Weasley in There's getting a, rid of this. It's called a doxy, a doxy infestation. Which are little fucking annoying-ass creatures. Is that doxies? Is that what Gilderoy Lockhart unleash? No, those were some other type of pixies. Anyway... There's fucking annoying creatures that are stuffing up a room. So they're because they're creature to... didn't do anything to clean the house all these years. Yeah, their house elf has just gone off the fucking rails. I don't and know. And then Buckbeak, Sirius tells them he's like, yeah, Buckbeak series living in Sirius's mom's room, which I think is really funny. Yeah, it's like is he just in there? Is there just like bird shit all, all over, over the room? Oh, I'm just imagining just mounds of Buckbeak. Yeah, because I don't know. Have you ever Poop. known anyone who owns like a a bird? And then a bird the size of Buckbeak. Like, I mean, I met someone who had a duck. Insane. They had a pet duck that just lived in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at first I met it and I was like, so cute. And I just looked around and there was just shit. They shit nonstop. Everywhere. They just, and yeah, they don't even like consider it. It's not like, I feel like other animals at least designate a shit corner. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like my dog, yeah. I think if it was shitting in the house, yeah. we always shit in the same place. Territorial. But ducks are just like ruthless. <laughs> Birds are just like, let's put this shit ever. Let's split up. Let's Jackson Pollock this place. Just all over the map. <laughs> so I'm assuming Buckbeak is splatter painting that room. Uh, which I'm sure his mother is okay. thrilled about. So here's the thing about the doxies. The doxies have a poisonous bite. So you got to be careful. Yeah. And uh, then we find out that by one, we right? find Doesn't out that. Yeah. We find out that Fred and George have been capturing the doxies and taking their poisonous venom for some well, they capture one of them. They've been taking a lot of these things. So they're trying to create uh, like a box of candy, like a, basically a Whitman sampler is mm-hmm. what I'm picturing yeah. of candies you can eat to make you sick. And it's nothing that will kill so, you. Nothing. Just something that'll get you out of class. It's, it's a very, yeah, it's a very youthful idea of like, what can just get me out of this test? The, they, the candies will make you puke or faint. And they've also been, and they also have the, uh, they're also antidotes. developing antidotes. So there'd be like a corresponding candy that like, okay, I got out of class. I can just fucking, and this is, this up. is their big idea that they're going to have when they open up their joke shop eventually. Yeah. So they've been like, they're still in this joke shop shit, which is hush hush, but they have a lot more money because as we remember at the end of Goblet of Fire, Harry gave his Goblet of Fire prize winnings to Fred and George. And he's like, just buy Ron new robes and don't tell your mother. Yeah. Which I love how Harry feels like he's like, even though Harry's younger, he's like, he's got like an investment, you know? 
I mean, he's a businessman. I think it's a good investment. Fucking yeah. I think, you know, there is a market for this and yeah. they're very funny. You know, I think it's interesting this plot line showing you that someone can take being a prankster and they're like turning it into how do I take my passion? Yeah. And, and make it something and I love. Find your, do some, do, do your passion job. and never work a day in your life. Yeah. I just had a really dumb sentence. I was like, how do I find my passion to make it something I love, but make it something lucrative. lucrative. Anyway. Then so, Mundunga shows up with some stolen cauldrons. Like Mrs. Cauldrons. Weasley is like, eh, no. Um, I still don't understand why this guy has such a hot nut for cauldrons. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, he must be, I don't know. Who is, selling in the is this a cauldron fetish? Is it's this like, like is this a fetish a wizard can have in the wizard world? How about he maybe, just like fucks cauldrons? I can't believe Mrs. Weasley. I guess she's just got better morals than olives but it's like yeah maybe you could just be like well listen if you're gonna bring those here you could at least donate one to my kids because yeah. they probably yeah mrs weasley's like must need give me one of the cauldrons she's like i have 17 million kids i cannot stop making children okay so then this part was kind of creepy to me so creature the elf comes in and he's just like talking to himself but he's like talking shit about everybody in the room yeah he's just like filthy mud bloods mud bloods traitors filthy. thieves filthy. he calls hermione a mud blood yeah he's like uh, he's just under my, my master. She would, my and she's still nice to him, by the way, because she is a fucking idiot. Yeah, she keeps being like, he's just not in his right mind. Oh, house elves, house elves. And Sirius comes in and immediately like is like, "What the fuck are you doing, creature?" You and know, the creature's just like, "Dude, your mom fucking hated you. Your, your mother was disgusted by you. Oh, she'd be rolling over in her grave if she knew that you are in her." But then Hermione's like, why don't we just set him free? And it's just like, Sirius is like, because he fucking knows way too much. That's the thing. And he knows about all, he knows about the Order of the Phoenix. And if they did try to set him free, the Order of the Phoenix would just have to kill him. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, you can't. And also there's, it's clearly a very dark, which we get into right now, but like, it's a pretty dark wizardy house. I don't know. I wouldn't want him running around because who knows? Yeah. We don't know whose side he's on, even though he's a serious elf, like, his loyalties lie to people who are no longer alive. So yeah. And apparently creature has been going around the house, trying to like hoard things from being thrown out. And, um, Sirius is like, you're in here cause you're trying to get that fucking tapestry, aren't you? And there's a, no, tap- yeah. the, the family tree tapestry, there's a, a family tree tapestry. So now we see the whole series, all of Sirius's blacks, the Black family ant- ancestry. Yeah, the uh, the noble and most ancient house of Black is what it's labeled, which is the name of the chapter. And we see that uh, Sirius has been burned off of it. And so now we kind of learn Sirius's backstory. So it's like, um, oh, okay, so I'm like, he ran great. away from his parents. They were they were um, pure blood fanatics. Yeah, and he just he was like fucking sick of it. He's like, I'm this fucking. Are- we're better than you because we're pure blood bullshit. Yeah. He's like my best friends, you know. James Potter. I'm going to go fucking live with him and his family. And he did. And um, so he spent like from 15 until 17 when he bought his own place. He would stay at the Potters and they just kind of took him in. He talks about his um, brother who was killed by Voldemort. Regulus, who, yeah, he bought into all the fucking dark wizard. He, killed by he, Voldemort, he came, but as a, a death, servant. Yeah, he was a Death Eater that, and Voldemort axed him. Yeah, and we're looking at this fucking chart. We find out. Tonks is serious as second cousin. And her mother... And she dro- and her mother Andromeda are also blasted off because mm-hmm. her mother had married a muggle-born man, Ted, Ted Tonks. Ted Tonks. So it's just like basically if you... He sounds like a redneck, Ted Tonks. Um, like from Ted the, Tonks. Ted Tonks. That is, it's really funny to imagine I'm, that like... I'm Ted Tonks. He's just always got a dip and in. I'm He's Andromeda like- Black. Andromeda Black Tonks. 
Um, oh, but Andromeda had two. She had two sisters that are still on the tree because they married pure bloods. Um, so he, there is there is his cousin. We see Bellatrix Lestrange and Narcissa Malfoy. Malfoy. So he is by marriage. Sirius Black is related to the Malfoys. The Malfoys. So N- Bellatrix rings a bell in Harry's mind. He's like, I know that name, and then. Because uh, she was arrested with Barty Crouch Jr. Yeah, when so he was Sirius in that whole trial. Sirius thing. says that, and then he rem- he remembers yeah. he actually saw her in the trial, and yeah. she was the witch that was like, "You're fucking right. I I'm yeah, I, I serve Voldemort. I would do it again, and I will be rewarded for my service." So she's like hardcore dark wizard. So basically, all purebreds are are inbred and related and pure bloods. Pure bloods you call them are purebreds, which makes it feel like you're kind of on their side. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They're, 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 the well, yeah, because when. When he notices the Malfoys are there, he's kind of shocked, and um, it makes sense. Uh, Sirius goes, he's like, yeah, well, if your family only wants you to marry pure-blood wizards, there's not that many left of them. So it's like, I mean, they're, what, a generation out from all not having chins, like fucking the British inbreeding, just fucking, yeah. like me. Just a weak jaw. That's me, right here. This? You're fine. Years Stop fucking inbreeding. bitching about it. You look great. I'm not bitching about it. I'm Take it on the it chin, will ya? I can't. I don't have one. Anywho, so, uh, and then it pops into Harry's head about the trial that he's, he still has to have about whether he's going to be expelled or not. And Harry starts fantasizing, like, if he's expelled, he'll just go and live with Sirius Black here at that house. Um, and, and Sirius is like, you must really fucking hate it at the Dursleys yeah. if you think this is better. Yeah, because uh, he's just like, he's seeing all this stuff and and realizing, you know, like, oh my God, that must suck for serious like it's really sinking in that like not only is he confined to a house but he said to go back to the fucking place he hates it it is like him if if he was confined to the dursleys after yeah. making out making making it out making a name for himself his own things yeah and so then the the chapter kind of wraps up with you know a uh, kind of a montage of uh, Snape had come by. McGonagall had come by. Wearing muggle clothes, which is and a weird And he finds sight. out Dumbledore had come by the previous night. He finds he, it out because over over dinner the night before he's hearing. Yeah. He's like, Dumbledore was here last night. And he's like, what? He didn't want to even see me? Like, what the fuck? see me? Yeah, because Mar- uh, there's this very petty uh, Molly Weasley is like, I, you know, we just, Dumbledore doesn't think it's a very good idea. And yeah. Sirius is so fucking butthurt about it. Yeah, and she's like, Sirius, Sirius can't accompany Harry to his trial. Dumbledore will, will show up and bring him there. So. Yeah, and and yeah, it's just all this culmination of anxiety about the trial. So bummed, like Dumbledore didn't even come say hi. Yeah. Like, but it's also, it's like fucking, you don't think he's busy, dude? Was he going to wake you up in the middle of the night and be like, Hey. He's busy being Dumbledore. Oh, and by the way, Harry, for all those fucking years that you didn't go to Dumbledore right away when you had a fucking problem, now you want Dumbledore real fucking bad? I guess it's like he wants the reassurance of like, oh, the headmaster of the school is going, hey, don't, like, it would be more comforting to hear the headmaster go, hey, you got the trial, but don't worry. But now it's like, oh, he didn't fucking. So anyway, that's where we're at. All right, and that's it. That's where chapter that's where, one through six. Bang that out. Yeah, and uh, so few things we want to fill you guys in on. Yeah, we are working on some merch, some hot merch, some really fun merch. So that will be coming up soon. So get excited for that. And also, guys, go rate and review and subscribe on on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, Google po- wherever, wherever you, you can listen to podcasts. Yeah. Give us a rating and review. It helps spike us up so more people find us. Yeah. It also just makes us feel good and we need all the encouragement we can get because we're fucking 
babies. And also a big shout out to our new family at Starburns, Christy Coffee. We love you. We Brian love Baldinger, you. We love you. Yeah, you guys are great. Thank you. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, this is our, uh, we just joined Starbur- Starburns Network. And uh, thank you for having us, but also helping us through our first week of getting everything figured out. The next, the next episode is going to be chapter seven through 11, seven, eight, nine, I 10, believe. 11, seven through 11. And like also a uh, uh, thing we're going to be doing in addition to the Patreon live podcast, the regular podcast, we're starting a thing that will be released as an episode called a filthy fairy tale. Uh, we'll be doing that once a month. Yeah. Uh, and we've already written it. Guys, we have a hot number. We're not for giving you any fucking details yet, but oh my God, it's so fucking great. We're so excited to share it with you. Basically, we've taken a children's story. We're not even going to tell you which one yet. And we filthed it up. We completely rewrote it, filthy. And you can be part of that live by going to patreon.com slash two filthy nerds, joining any of the tiers. And uh, we're really excited. We're really excited. Yeah. I don't All right, know. You guys. All right. Well, see you next week. Bye, cunts. Mwah. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. A podcast network.